Hey everybody, we back again. We're live. All right, I'm Spencer, and of course we have our licensed clinical therapist Nas. Hello. That's a new one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's always new, isn't it? All right. And we have our special guest for today, another licensed clinical therapist, Vicky. Wearing our merch. Yes. 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 It's right there. Buy it now. Buy it now. now. Out now. Yes. Out now. Go get it. And this is the Different Spectrums podcast. Welcome. Yeah. We talk about movies, shows, and all the mental health that surrounds those movies and shows. We also try to have some laughs, so don't take us too seriously. Or do. Fair. And then don't forget to run up those likes for us. We'd really appreciate it. Do it. it. Like, subscribe. All right. So today we are taking a look at a few scenes from the movie Space Jam. Not that Space Jam legacy bullshit, but the 1996 Michael Jordan, the best, the GOAT. The original. Yes, the original. Not one of those remakes with another person that you're like, oh, he's a good basketball player. Wow. Yeah, this will be the same. Complete shit. All right. And so with that, we're going to be doing... uh, you know, some scenes that have to do with the, the Monstars, right? Monstars, Looney Tunes, Michael Jordan. It's all a great thing. Bill Murray's in there. A little bit of Larry Bird, too. Yep. Um, and so, yeah. We, we got all the white people in there. All the way. All the <laughs> basketball whites. We got Sam Bowie and Larry Bird. That's all we need. Basketball. Brad Mill. No. What's the, what's the tall guy's name? It's Sam Bowie. Bird? Oh no, Sam! Okay, yeah, the guy who got dunked on. I thought his name was Bradley. Is it Bradley? Maybe it is Bradley. Yeah, it's Bradley. It's the guy that didn't Vince Carter dunk on him real bad? Yeah. Oh, it might be. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it is Bradley. There yep. you go. Oops! Don't know. They all look alike. Uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure Sam Bowie's black. It's fine. Um, all right, so we're gonna be taking a look at a few scenes have to do with anxiety, have to do with mentorship. All that fun stuff. So we're going to be taking a look at those scenes right about now. Unless Nas has something to say, go for it. Yeah. Uh, let's have some fun. We're going to look at all types of stuff. Anxiety, depression, mental health, uh, mentorship, therapizing, placebos, different types of drugs, hypnotics and hallucinogenics and, 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 and all that I got. Yeah. I'm done. Are you? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> all right uh enjoy the commercial uh for our new drink sports drink that's coming out uh how'd you say it spence placebo <laughs> placebo oh, i like that <laughs> he said placebo placebo it's spanish is it? <laughs> it's <epic. laughs> all right woo woo yeah woo woo <laughs> Getting so a guy can't even get himself wet around here. So, what's the big emergency? Uh, these little guys would like to make an announcement. Here you go, Shorty. 
Come on, Jordan. All right. <clears throat> you, all of you, are now our prisoners. We're taking you to our theme park in outer space. No fooling. Where you will be our slaves, placed on display for the amusement of our paying customers. Oh, fear clutches to my breast. <laughs> we ain't a going nowhere. <laughs> Not so fast, Doc. You just can't tie us into slaves. That would be bad. You've got to give us a chance to defend ourselves. Oh, yeah? Who says? Guess who? Why? Just a sec. Lead them and weep, boys. Do we have to? It's in the rule book. It is. Okay. It is in the rule book. Uno momento. We have to confide. Troops, it is for us to choose a battlefield that affords us. Oh, I, I, I got it. Yes, Private Porkster. How about we challenge them to a spelling bee? Say, we could have a bowing tournament. Suffering succotash! What's wrong with all of you? I say we get a ladder, wait till the old lady's out of the room, then grab that little bird! Whoa, whoa! He could be Brett Sly. Okay, let's analyze the competition. Now, uh, what are we looking at here? We got a small race of invading aliens. Small arms, short legs. Not very fast. Tiny little guys. I can't jump high. We challenge you to a basketball game. All right, basketball it is. Basketball. Oh, boy, oh, boy. All right. What is basketball? What's that? Beats me. We didn't have that in five minutes. I mean, we're talking about a huge fine here. No way, coach. We can't go in the locker room. Girl, we happened to bark near Ewing. It's got to be germs in there or yeah. something. Yeah, that's right. That was in New York, 3,000 miles away. Bacteria like that can travel faster than the speed of light. Yeah, it could be an invasion of a body snitch. Yeah, yeah, it could be. All right. Dress in the hallway. Okay. Okay, okay. Now, which of you Maroons has ever played basketball before? I have a coach, and there's an important strategic question I need to ask you. Yes, yes. What do you think? I'm kind of partial to purple and gold myself. It goes better with my coloring. I want. Uh, guys, let the little pipsqueaks knock themselves out. Too bad you can't practice getting taller, boys.
wet myself. <laughs> Time to play a little basketball. Those little pipsqueaks just turned into superstars. They're monsters. They're monsters. I think we might need a little bit of help. Oh, this is a we can still work. win this thing. It's not over with. We gotta come together. Oh, we gotta yeah. believe in ourselves. We can come back and win this game. Yeah, right. That's gonna help us. <laughs> Looks like Stan just had a close encounter with a bug zapper. Monsters. The monsters. Oh, that's gotta hurt. Right, Stan? <laughs> the monster. <laughs> The Monstars stole the talent from the NBA players. Oh. So that's what happened to those guys. I think we should quit forfeit. Yeah. Listen, I didn't get dragged down here just to get my butt whipped by a bunch of ugly <laughs> Monstars. I ain't going out like that. We're letting them push us around. We got to fight them back. We got to take it to them. We got to get right in their faces. And what do you say? Are you with me or not? <laughs> yeah, finished? Uh, great speech and all, Doc. Uh, you had him riveted. But uh, didn't you forget something? What? Your secret stuff. <laughs> wow. Whoa. Nice deltoid. Play along. Hey, stop hogging it, Mike. We're your teammates. Secret stuff. Secret stuff. You wouldn't hold out on us, would you? No, I mean, I didn't think you guys really needed it. I mean, you're so tough. You're competitive. We're also chicken stuff. We need it bang. Hey! I'd like some <laughs> You know, this goes against everything they taught me in health class. Do you want to win or not? Bottoms up. <laughs> Yummy. All right. How about we go out and kick some alien butt, huh? Let's go. How about it, huh? Ready? Yeah. And we're back again. <laughs> Just watch that lovely scene. <laughs> that one scene we watched. Just kidding. We watched multiple scenes. All yes. Right. So. A little bit of backstory on the movie Space Jam. Uh, this is during the time where Michael Jordan decides to retire from the NBA. Now he's a baseball player. Right? Yep, just like that. Good job. <laughs> um, these aliens come down to try and, and enslave the Looney Tunes because they have, it's like a planet that's an amusement park, I guess. And so they saw the Looney Tunes accidentally, and they're like, we want them to be here to entertain our guests because it's so boring here. And so um, during that whole thing, the Looney Tunes decide to challenge these aliens to a game of basketball. Good old hoops. Um, and, of course, the aliens know they're going to be outmatched because they're little short things. So they decide to take the talents from the top NBA players that are currently in the NBA during that time. Charles Barkley, Patrick Ewing, Muggsy Bogues, Sam Bradley, 
think his name or is it Sean Bradley? I don't know. Oh, it's probably uh, Sean. Yeah, I think it's Sean Bradley. And then uh, who's the last one? What's his name? Who's on the Hornets with Muggsy? Buff dude. Oh, yeah. I don't know who that was. Johnson? I think it was something Johnson. I'm not sure. I think, yeah. I think it was something Johnson. Okay. All right. And so they take their they take their talent. And so now these players are just roaming around the streets. Don't know what to do anymore. All they know is basketball. Especially Charles. Jesus Christ. That dude. Sad. Yeah. I know. Kind of sad where you're just like, oh, you know, that's all they know how to do and can't do anything else. Okay. All right. Nope. A little bit of foreshadowing, I guess, when it comes to like, they're like, it's a virus going on or something. Like all these bacteria and germs, we must right three thousand miles up. away in basketball. Right? Yeah, you're right. There's a lot of parallels to COVID and stuff. Yeah. Mm. Right. Was it planned? Um, not starting that. We're not doing that <laughs> kind of podcast. Um, not yet. We'll sell out at some point to somebody. <laughs> yeah, we will. Well, Tucker Carlson oh, just got fired, point? so we can have him on the pod. crickets sorry all right all right and so the turns of the monsters now toon squad uh have enlisted the help of michael jordan in order to stop the monsters that's pretty much the movie yeah and yeah. then it ends with him coming back to the league which was pretty cool and actually during the filming of this movie he had his own little um like dome set up in like a parking lot of universal and he, um, or Warner bros. And he, uh, just played basketball against all the big talent that was uh, during the time. Oh, wow. Yeah. It was in the, um, um, the last dance documentary. Mm -hmm. It was fantastic. If you haven't seen that last dance. All right. So, First scene that we're going to break down is a scene where the Mon stars are introducing themselves to the Looney Tunes and telling them, you will all be our prisoners. And then they get laughed at. It's just like, what the really? You little hobbits? Yeah. yeah. The fuck? Um, a few things in this scene um, that we're going to be talking about. Uh, just kind of want to get your take, first of all, on how long has it been since you've seen Space Jam? Let's ask that question. So last time I seen Space Jam, so when did the LeBron one come out? Oh, like 2020, I think. I yeah, think it was during something the like pandemic. that. 2021? Yeah. Something like that, in the last couple of years, yeah. two years ago at least. I think it was 2021. So I've watched the first Space Jam, the original, mm -hmm. uh, probably around that time when LeBron's came out, you know, as a refresher, like, for comparison purposes, like, hmm, let me just kind of watch this and then so I can compare it to the new one. Yeah, pretty good. And then shit. Huh. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I wasn't, I don't know. I, I felt like, like, like I said, a comparison, like you expect something great and then it's just like, oh, like this is different. Like Dumber Dumber, Dumber Dumber 2. It's like, why did you make the second one? It's not necessary. Like it was just the storylines all over the place. So it was hard for me to kind of like follow along with the new one compared to the original Space Jam. Okay. Dude, I I think I've seen a few clips here and there, but it's it's been a good good minute. Uh yeah, I'm surprised I haven't seen it 
sooner, like on TV or something like that, or like any of my homies watching it. Right. I feel like the scene that's most stuck in my head is obviously the one uh, with like them touching the ball at the end. Mm-hmm. I feel like the scene that's always stuck in my head is when the, the, the dogs, they're trying to steal the sneakers or whatever for MJ, and then the dogs oh, yeah. like trying to get them in the dark room. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know why that scene is stuck in my head so much, but that's the scene. That's a good one. That's a good yeah. scene. They're trying to get the shoe. It's just like, shoe, of course. Yeah. The one Weren't shoe. the kids helping out too or something like that? Yeah. They did. Yeah. Yeah. In the end. Did. So it's uh it's been a while. And I'm so we've been me and you've been watching so many old things. Surprised this hasn't come up sooner. I was like, mm-hmm. hey, I don't know why the other day I was like, we should do Space Jam. I don't know if I saw something. I was like, but this was legit like crack for us when we were growing up. Uh <laughs> So I'm like, let's do VHS. it. I'm telling you. Yeah. I would always, so this would be like probably my all time favorite movie because oh. I would just watch it on repeat like all the time. Cause I love basketball and then I would have like my little mini hoop and I would try to like impersonate the dunks and stuff like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good times. Good times. I was related to the fat orange dude. I was like, this is me. Oh, oh. the Charles Barkley looking one. Yeah, the one who's like just the fat guy who's in charge and like kind of mean and like what you know. Yeah, and then he gets like super buff. That never happened, but whatever. You ever heard of the dream team? Well, we're the mean team. <laughs> nah. There you go. All right. So kind of get into the scene. What are your first thoughts and what are you kind of thinking uh, when you first saw the scene? Let's go with Vic. Um. You guys gotta remind me of the first scene again. Uh, that, that? that was the one in the theater. So when they're in the theater hanging out and then they, mm-hmm. the little dudes announce that they're taking over the planet and then they like, Oh, we're going to play them in basketball. Cause they're all little hobbits. And then mm-hmm. you, uh, you brought up the little putty cat thing. Oh yeah. So <laughs> I guess they weren't like taking them serious enough. Um, so they had to like transform, like become, I guess a little bit more intimidating, more assertive. And in order for them to do that, they had to change form. And, uh, well, they didn't change form in that scene, but eventually they did. But I thought that was interesting that they were, like, trying to be assertive, like, you guys need to listen to us. We're going to do this. We're going to make you your slave, uh, you know, make you guys your slaves. And they're just like, yeah, we don't believe that. So then I thought it was interesting how they were just like, you know, we're going to just run over these guys. We'll just make up some shit in this book. And, you know, we're playing a little game. But they didn't know there was a twist. So I thought that was interesting when I first watched it um, as a kid. But um, eh, it the self, so the, I always forget the, the cat's name. And I should look this up. I'm going to look Let's this go. up afterwards. But Sebastian. Well, yeah, we'll go with Bobby. Bobby? Bobby. Bobby. So Bobby is, Bobby. you know, just preoccupied with, you know, wanting to get the cat, the kitty cat, the, the Tweety Bird. Tweety Bird, um, yeah. And he's like so distracted, ADHD, kind of self-centered, you know, just thinking about himself and not even thinking about the team. And, you know, Bugs Bunny's like, hey, like, let's do all this stuff. And he's not even thinking about the task that's ahead. So I thought that was interesting. And then how you can kind of break that down, um, involving culture. Like, Nas, I'm sure you work with like a bunch of different cultures. So, Mm-hmm. Um, yep. you know, collective versus individual, Very um, different. goals, things like that. And I, I, I watched something yesterday with, uh, Lily 
and there's like a, I, I think it's in China. Like your parents can take you to court if you don't spend time with them or take care of them. Like it's a law. And I was Damn. like, fuck, that is terrible. Like I take care of my dad, my mom. I don't know. <laughs> but it, it, it kind of made me think about that when I watched it, like how he was just so, you know, preoccupied with one in his own world. Yep. Yeah. And facts. As an American, you know, a lot of us are just like, we want instant gratification and you know how that ties into therapy. Like a lot of our clients, they come in, they're expecting to be fixed within one or two sessions. And it's like, bruh, you gotta put in some work. Like, bro, you hella it's toxic. not gonna work overnight. Man, I don't even like you. Er. <laughs> So yeah, those, those are all the things that were going on through my mind uh, watching that that clip. Yeah. Facts. All right. Uh, so I think this is a good metaphor, Spence, for uh, two different things. So you know we're we're sitting in the bed, laying down, and you know we're getting ready. I'm going to sleep. Go to sleep. It's eleven o'clock, one o'clock, whatever. Two o'clock. And you're like, oh. Your eyes get real big, and you're like that one little issue. Oh, wait a minute. There's five little issues. Now these little five little fuckers are trying to take over my world. And now I can't sleep until 5 a.m. Because hmm. um, they're like, we're going to take over your world, which is your mind. So I think it's a really good thing just for anxiety or just this little tiny thing that hiccup, hiccup, that messes with you. Or let's say you're hanging out with your friends, and you say one thing stupid, or like you trip and fall, or... You turn an assignment in late. It's like some little stupid microcosm of a thing that can wreck your entire world, hmm. entire day. Um, you know, you, you want to ask someone out and then you, you fumble some stuff and you're like, well, I uh, never want to see that person ever again. So, yeah, hope you die. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, I remember I was doing this thing at the school uh, recently, just handed out pamphlets. This and that, some students come up to me. And uh, this older dude, I don't think he's going to shake my hand because right, he's an older dude, right? And he's a professor or something like that. So I go to shake his hand. He's like, oh, fist bump. I'm like, what? <laughs> I always fist bump. I finally go to shake someone's hand. And like, I'm like, so that was a weird uh, interaction. The next students come. These are students now. I go to do the fist bump. They go to do the handshake. And it's so awkward. I'm like, okay, it's good knowing you. Uh, please leave me alone and go away. <laughs> And the student was like, what the fuck? I was like, I'm done with this. Uh, yeah, I'm done, uh, I'm done with people. Um, so at that moment in time, I could have been like, I'm fucking weird. Why do I act like this? Why do I do this? Why can't I fucking act like a normal person? But thankfully, I'm able to be like, make it funny. And everyone laughed. But it was kind of fucking weird. Can you imagine if I was younger, more insecure, didn't have any friends? I would, it would probably bring up some, some stuff later in the day. And I have many clients that deal with the social anxiety and the stigmas of just kind of being not up to par with things. The second thing, where are we at? Oh, so, you know, the therapist is like, but wait a minute, I got a book here. And you pull out the bit, the book. It's a squeaky book. That was a squeaky book. I thought that was around. <laughs> and the dust comes out. And you're like, look at here, section two, article seven. It says right here that you're not a dumbass. The student just looks at you, but I am. 
this it right here you're not i'm not gonna lie this legit feels like me in therapy so people will come to the office they will say all these things and i'll be like okay so you're unintelligent blah 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 like but somehow you're in school you got good grades you're doing actually pretty okay now i'm, I'm kind of not understanding why you think so poorly of yourself or Nas, i don't have a personality and then i'll open up the book from all the shit they literally just told me um and i'll list out all these facts i'm like look read this and they're like oh yeah it is in the rule book like you dumbass <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, it's almost like you have to validate them. Like, yes. But you, sometimes me and you as therapists are trying to find some, you know, we're trying to find something in the book of them that they can yeah. reflect on that they just happen to pass over. And then me and you will make a few little annotations. Look, like, look, oh, look. You, this is their strength. Like, you told me this and you're good at that. And they're like, oh, yeah. 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 And it's like, really? So mean to tell me you can handle a lot of stuff and this and that, and you got these different type of skills that are one of your some of your superpowers. Ah, uh, interesting. Ah, uh, yeah, interesting. Uh, so I took it as that. <laughs> your face is priceless. He's like, what the fuck? Yeah, we do. Moving that. on. Yeah, moving on. But uh, two, three good metaphors in that one clip that I'll use in reels this week. All right. Nice. I like it. Yeah, I like how they're also very gullible. <laughs> very fucking gullible. Um, <laughs> Who's not gullible? They literally have the, all of them hostage. True. And they're just like, well, what if you make it even and let us play against you and win instead? They're like, man, I guess. I mean, it says in the rule book they just wrote, I guess. I mean, I, I mean, this is any different than therapy. I'm like, but what if you actually think that you are smart and pretty? And they're like, I can do right. that? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, maybe yes. $200, please. Thank you. <laughs> Just get one of those old-timey, like, registers. Cha-ching. $200, but I'm like, you know, you know, you, you still got shit to work on, though, honey. You still get, you still got stuff. <laughs> I am great. All right. Do, 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 do. <laughs> next week, right, they're then... like, I'm so confident. I'm like, but you're still a little dumb. I'll see you next week. Not That's a little dumb. Yeah, two hours. You're broke now because you done got divorced and he took all your money. Oh. Uh, well, looks like you're fixed after all. See you later. <laughs> Recommend your friends. I'm just completely joking right now. Completely joking. And you just leave Please him just like, ah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Don't need me anymore. You know everything. Bye you bye. just drink water? <laughs> no, drink placebo. Blazebo. 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 So new water. It's yeah. actually some say it's better than Prime, made by Logan and Jake Paul. Some say it's better. Yeah, I mean, hey, you know what? Don't worry about the brown hue that's in the water. That's just the minerals all working together. So nutrient. It's the micronutrient. It's a little extra. Yeah, it's yeah. all natural from yeah. a rusty bucket. <laughs> Still natural. We collected rainwater in a rusty bucket. It's all natural. Just all, a natural all right, moving on. Um, so, what would you say would be? Um, hmm. 
let's kind of move on to it's they're technically kind of segmented together so now they finally have the powers of the monsters and now they're before like all the you know the looney tunes are all like these little little guys ain't gonna do nothing they can practice all they want and then all of a sudden they get bigger they get more um they get more confidence in themselves even though they kind of already had some confidence all right calm the fuck down dude Calm down, all right? We got it. We got muscles, all right? Try to try to run down the basketball court a little bit. I can't say that because I can't either, so it's fine. Um, but so they finally get those powers, and then they're like, what? They're the monsters. So what do you kind of think of this scene, and what kind of um, subjects do you have? Yeah, we... we, we what can you take out of it? What can you? Yeah. What can, what can you take t- away? Yeah. What, what can you? What can you work in your in your voodoo and your What are the underlying your, themes? Of yeah. The, what deep, deep in your what's line. not being said in this scene? Yeah. When you when you mm-hmm. the placebo blase bla, I can't even say well, that shit. Placebo. Placebo. Go ahead. Sorry. We just went on a full spectrum rant. If me and Spence would have been off the chain, like literally, if, if not on this, we would have went twenty minutes on this subject, and it, yeah, it would have been intense. Okay, I'm done. I was thinking. Uh, so when they got their powers, uh, so now transforming from the first scene to this scene, mm-hmm. so now the, they can be assertive. You know. They're the monsters, so they're intimidating. They're big, they're bad, they're talented now. This new transformation, they don't have to deal with being rejected or people not listening to them. So they're, you know, masculine now, like, oh, we we have one up on you guys. So um, that's kind of what I thought, like, you know, who's going to beat these guys? Like, the, they're going to tear up the Looney Tunes. Like, they need all the help they can get, so... Them going to get Jordan, you know, was a little bit helpful, but you know, they needed that that special drink to instill some confidence. Special drink. Which you Super know stuff. psychologically it helped him out a little bit, but not fully, I guess, for a short while. But it's all in your brain, right? You know, it's all how you process and believe in yourself, that self-confidence. But, um, yeah, when, when they made the transformation, then that's when they felt like, okay, we're on top of the world. We could do anything. Uh, this whole new belief system, you know. And we see that in therapy. Um, when people start to build their confidence, their assertiveness skills, um, they start to walk differently, talk differently, think differently. That's kind of what you want to see when you go to therapy, right? Otherwise, it's like, what are we doing here? Yeah. Should be You're asking right. for a refund. I'm kidding. Well, you ain't getting one from me. Yeah. I'm joking. Ain't no refunds, ain't no returns. You know, you get you get what you you get what you placebo. You can talk placebo. to our HR person and AI bot. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Won't happen. No. <laughs> Uh, AI. Well, let me hook you back up to our uh, HR rep, Nazarene. Hello! <laughs> you ain't getting shit back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Domino's, man. Take your order. <laughs> you thought? <laughs> yeah. Pan like... made pizza? Okay. <laughs> um, 
I'm just getting hungry. Uh, spot on. Uh, what you were saying, right? It's they going from being super insecure. I think the twist is is that they go into a negative realm where their masculinity is based on the prototype, the toxic prototype, which is dominance. And so they're looking for domination to then take over these 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 Looney Tunes. And so you're right. It could be hella enticing because you get the respect, you get the currency, you get everything that you've ever wanted. But it, what, what what's the cost? Uh, you're going to enslave yourself to it, enslave others to it. This hostility, violence, this mentality of dominance. But it is nice to be noticed, but you're being noticed for bad things. It is nice to be heard, but what are you actually saying? Um mm. And so I think that's a good way to go with it. I think it's uh, another way is, you know, again, Spence, it's like the first scene. You just kind of laughing and like, aha, these are just stupid little small like worries. I don't need to exercise or drink, uh, you know, water, or eat healthy or, you know, I don't do any self-care. You know, I'm, I'm good. I've got good genetics. My family's blessed. Then they get to college. Then shit gets stressful. Then they get a few relationship issues. Now they got a roommate for the first time. You know, then they got to figure out meal plans. You know, maybe some drama happens. Maybe there's some abuse that happens. You know, forbidden that it does. God forbid it doesn't happen. But now you got to face some real shit. Now you got to worry about bills. Uh, now you got to worry about the guilt and shame of having your parents pay for this stuff. Or So it's a lot of stuff. Um, so these little small things can add up. Boom. Monsters. Mm-hmm. When these issues are not attended soon, early. Into early intervention, it can lead into this metastasization of something horrific. Uh, something like, I don't remember Homeboy's name in Stranger Things, but when he would before he became Vecna, but you got this little evil little bit because he was still pretty evil, right? He was killing his parents and shit. But then he becomes Vecna, which is like, damn. Uh, you got to handle these things quick. Well, maybe you don't have the tools. So let me let me put pause. Let me put grace. Maybe you don't have the tools. Uh, maybe you don't have the wisdom and mentorship. So that's when, you know, you start to seek therapy. Or maybe you don't have the money for therapy. Uh, maybe you're not at a school or university or maybe you've got Medicaid or Medicare, but it is only pays for certain providers and you only get a limited yeah. amount of time. You talk to a therapist. They don't ever remember your name because you're just one of like 500 on their caseload. It can get tough. Uh, so then you probably turn to TikTok and Instagram, and then you see our page. So, you know, good luck with that. Welcome. Yeah, welcome. <laughs> we just made fun of you for four hours. Um, yeah. So it just depends, man. These little things can become life ruiners. Hmm. But then the whole theme of Space Jam Spence is now what? Now what are you going to do? So, all right, I'm going to go get Michael Jordan. Fuck you. I'm going to go build up my team, do some practicing. There's things you can do to advocate for yourself. And like Vic's always talking about is resources. So I think it's a really good metaphor and transition into damn, all hell broke loose. And let's go figure some stuff out because I can't handle this on my own anymore. 99% of the time people aren't getting therapy and like early interventions early on. It's not a thing because they don't see it's a thing, but, there's something there, yeah. but they don't need to address it or they can't address it. And then when the shit hits the fan, that's when they come calling 
Well, that's when they come email me right now because it's the end of the school year and it's finals and everyone's graduating or not graduating. They're like, oh, I need to meet. And I'm like, I don't even know who you are, child. <laughs> but don't you have any free time to meet? Yes. What have you been doing to take care of your mental health since we last met? Oh, nothing. Oh. Oh. Piece of shit. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm completely joking. I, I love all my students, like real talk. Um, but I'm getting a lot of people that hit me up end of the year. A lot of crazy shit going on. These little small issues that they've been dealing with, maybe since they stopped meeting with me, they haven't been focused on. Now it's the yep. freaking Monstars. Uh, my favorite part of that scene is when his hand reaches out. I think it's the orange dude. And mm -hmm. then it like crinkles shut. Rah. And then when the green dude, his eyes, and then his eyes like turn, those mm -hmm. to me are the most fearful and potent scenes in that, clips in that scene. Spencer. Yeah. Get your, get your take on this scene, because right, you, you pick the scenes. This specific scene, I would assume you're starting to see things in my eye, but maybe you also, mm -hmm. you see that this is, is a good scene, but you multiple meanings did you think that this is where we were going to go with this one or no yeah i mean i mainly wanted to because i like the transition from them being kind of like these small little things with but they still have like huge confidence until you know they meet these like looney tunes that are you know just out there right and so they finally kind of meet their match and then they have to kind of cheat in a way they have to steal talent from other people um, in order to, you know, beat these, you know, cartoons, right? Yeah. And so I like the transition from that uh, being like they're small and now all of a sudden they're bigger. Um, like they turn themselves into monsters in order to win a game, right? And so maybe that's like a little bit of a play on just sports in general. Um, just like what you have to kind of turn yourself into in order to really succeed, or maybe what people think you have to turn yourself into in order to succeed. Well, that's what Michael um, Jordan did, right? We did a clip yeah. on that on the last dance. Almost said the longest mm -hmm. yard, right? He said people fucking hated him. Uh, yeah. I actually saw that scene that we did from the, uh, the last dance. It was actually on ESPN a couple days ago. Because uh, mm -hmm. they replayed it during a commercial. I was yeah. like, hey, that's a good scene, seeing Jordan cry and how everyone hated him and this and that. And he's like, you don't yeah. like it? F you. Yeah. But then he cried because there's pain there. I know, but and like and that's kind of the thing, right? Like you really felt like the competitiveness and the like willing to do whatever he has to to win. Hmm. You know? And it's yep. just like I for me personally, like I was I've been, always been a huge Michael Jordan fan, and so um, just watching him being that emotional slash just competitive overall about the game of basketball makes me like, that's like one of my favorite, like hype myself up videos to watch in order to get myself like in the mental state to play basketball competitively. Um, cause that's as, that's going to be as competitive as you get in yeah. my opinion, where, you know, in a way it is toxic to other people. But at the same time, he's also, he's won so much. And it's like, how can you deny that? How can, how can you deny his competitiveness 
um even though it may be toxic it's like he's won so many championships he's boosted up so many players that people didn't think would be anything um how do you kind of you know go against that and he thought it was worth it and so for him it turned out really good he's one of the richest people in the world yeah it and i will say though he did have a lot of um a lot of positives that came out of his life too he had a really good family um right coaches um right and he in the last of us he made sure because when he was on the chicago bulls when he first got drafted they were all into drugs and partying and all this stuff and he isolated himself um been there because he didn't want to do all that because he was raised you know not to do drugs and drink and all that stuff um so um he he was like lucky but at the same time he really pushed himself to get to a whole other level that no one's really been at before so i like that you brought that up decisions i like that you just brought that up about making choices and then uh right these monsters they made some choices actually part of me you know what i tell my students you find a way Mm -hmm. and i'm like fuck it you're in my office so we're gonna find a way to win if we gotta cheat we're gonna fucking do it because we won in a while we need a w so when mm-hmm. the world gives you a, a poor hand in this life we, a game we call poker, this this game of life, then let's fix it. Mm-hmm. The fix is in. As my father told me this. Well, maybe he's not the best influence, but we're going to fix the deck. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when you talk about this, I was just talking to a student today. Some social stuff, and they can't make friends, you know, college, this and that, graduate school now, on high school. So I was asking, is it you? Like, what are you doing? What's going on? And so we asked about who's the type of people, who do they vibe with? Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, you'd be surprised at how many people, people always want to ask me out. And me and Spencer talk about this, ask me out to this and that. And right, I turn them down and I always say, come to the house. We'll cook, we'll drink here. Come to the house. It's easy. Mm-hmm. Be comfortable. Actually talk. People don't like doing that. I don't know what it is. They don't like, they don't like doing that. They want to go mm-hmm. to the pub where it's hot and loud and overpriced. Come to the crib. We sit down and relax. Um, I also tell people, they'd be like, come drink. Well, okay. You come lift. <laughs> well, I ain't doing that. Well, shit. Why, why am I weird? You're, you're weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll talk to you for three hours in a weight pit or in a basketball court. Whatever. To each his own. I was telling the student today, to each his own. Uncomfortable with the choices that I met. I said, maybe if I didn't have some really good friends, then maybe I would make different choices and some sacrifice some things and go hang out more with people and break my boundaries and be more allowing to be overstimulated. But I don't have to do it, so why would I do it? Right. Uh, where other, other folks may have to do it. And so I like that you brought that up because we often make those choices and there's certain circumstances that put us into those choices, just like the monsters and Looney Tunes in this scene. Mm-hmm. Last thing before I forget, and I forgot. Damn it! You're gonna yeah. write stuff down. Yeah, I know. It was something to do. Ah, I forget it. It was a small point based on something Spencer said. I'll think of it. Uh yeah, the monsters. Wonderful representation of a lot of bad things, but also one can see it as you gaining powers and control. To overcome right. these like bullies that have tricked you into playing the stupid fucking game that you never even signed up to do. Let's take away them wanting to enslave a population and like threatening murder. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, then also they were kind of doing it because they have like a boss. Their boss is terrible. Yeah, my boss is really terrible. He's very like abusive and it's like, you gotta do this, and he's taking advantage of them. Of them, because they're little nitwits. Yeah. <laughs> and then at the end they want to be like Looney Tunes. So Yeah, because they're good people. It's the other dude that's a turd. Yeah. And he was really and then of course, you know, Mike has to do a bet where he's like, I bet you if we win, then you know, you leave us alone, don't do anything. But if you win, then I will be your star attraction. So technically he was like, I'll be your slave, I guess, if if, yeah. if you win. And he's literally like they show like a little imagery of him just being like chained up playing basketball, losing and shit. To and that kind of just that imagery of him like him just losing is torture enough. Oh. Yeah. And see, that's not uncommon for a lot of people, Spence, is the losing your fear of loss. But for him, right. it's even more devastating because that's what he's used to is winning. Yeah. Yeah. But I would say many of my students in, in college are too. They're used to winning. And then they come to the school where they're no longer valedictorian. Now they're just another one mm. in the 50,000 mm. because the school's intense. Many of them are valedictorians and they come here and they're like, holy shit. Right. So there's a little MJ in all these kids. Yeah. I'm glad that you mentioned that because I was thinking in regards to the movie when they were saying like, oh, like we can beat you guys. Do you guys feel like it was evenly matched? Mm. Like the Looney Tunes versus the aliens? It was when the Looney Tunes started playing their own game. Mm -hmm. Um, Then that's when they did, like that was after they had Mike's secret stuff. So that's what we'll get to in the next scene. Yeah. And we'll be getting into that, but um, it was more evenly matched because they had, so the Monstars had LeBron, height, all that stuff. But then once you start getting into the wackiness and them kind of being themselves and playing their own game instead of, you know, trying to play up against um, like these huge monsters, then it was a lot more even, um, even though they started getting smacked again after that. But yeah, yeah. You're not going to yeah. beat them at their game. You're not going to be stronger than them, taller than them. So you're going to have to figure it out. Yeah. Uh, so it's like with me, I'm big on the court and strong on the court. So what are you going to do? You're going to run around me. What are you going to do? You're going to set me up when I'm playing ball. You're going to go one way. I'm going to bite. And then you're going to go the other way. And you're going to cross my ass over. But I'm pretty good at crossovers. It's when they pump back like twice. When they get me twice, I'm lost in the dust. <laughs> I can bite. I can get you on one. I can get you on one. But whenever Spence will do that stop and go, I like damn. I can't even do a pump fake with you because I'm afraid. I'm afraid what's gonna. I'm gonna run it because usually when I pump fake, I'm either running into you or I'm passing that shit out. Yeah, but literally for folks that are watching the YouTube, (laughs) I just land on them. Yeah, good. Don't talk. Don't judge me so softly. (laughs) Okay. Uh, So the next scene, Mm, I think we'll tie everything together and then that'll lead into a deeper discussion. Okay. Yeah. So next scene, last scene that we watched um, was when uh, they were getting beat really bad by the Monstars. It was like 60 something to 20 or whatever. And um, 
it's like halftime and so now they find out that the monsters are using um talent from other players right and so bugs has this idea to give him mike's secret stuff because he's just so good so good it just turns out it's water (laughs) it's just water right and so um bugs you know gives it to him and now everybody's feeling confident feeling like they can do anything beat anybody and they're finally going to be able to play their own game right and so um at first mike is just like you don't need that it's like it's already inside of you you got this and they're like no shut the fuck up shut up we don't want to hear all that shit give us the give us the stuff give us the stuff give us the steroids Um, give me the needle pretty much yeah and of course daffy daffy's just like this goes against all that i learned in (laughs) in health class just like do you want to win or not and he's like all right fine and then there we are so yeah um kind of going into the scene um how would you kind of relate it to uh the students or the clients that you see and what you kind of have to do to get their confidence up so for me um if i have uh, individual come in and they're like, I need medication, I need meds so I can manage these symptoms or change my behavior. It's like, okay, well, tell me about the time when you had this issue and Good overcame one. it. Like, yep. obviously this has presented in your life multiple times. So tell me about a time or times where you've, you know, overcome this issue. Um, the whole goal is to try Some people need medication. I'm not going to I'm not going to front you. Yep. Some people need it, but I think a majority of people, it's all behavioral. So it's like reframing some of your thinking. Um, we don't want people to be dependent on, on psychotropic medications. We want you to be able to cope because life can be shitty, but you shouldn't have to pop a pill to feel better. It's like things happen, shit happens. Let's deal with it and kind of move on type thing. Um, some people are really reliant on medications and it's like, eh, do you really need this? Or can we change a few things? Can we change some things in our environment? Can we change our mindset? Can we change how we eat or, uh, you know, how we talk some to boundaries. ourselves, self affirmations. Yep. Those are things that, you know, people have to get into routine and practicing. What, like what's your self care? Like, uh, it's a healthy, are you, you know, self medicating? Hopefully not. But, people will do those things in order to kind of numb feelings or things that they're going through. So um, that whole placebo, like, oh, let's drink this water. We need this water to beat the team. It's like, no, like Jordan was right. You, you get everything that you need in you. You get all the power. You get all the, the the knowledge, the wisdom, all the stuff that you need all within you. You just got to put it You've all together. All inside of you. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta catch them all. <laughs> Gotta catch them all. STIs. Pika? <laughs> I had just my favorite character. No, it's fine. You're good. No, I was saying something else. We're going to move on, though. Yeah. Um, um, no, I got a question for Vic. Uh, yes, go ahead. And, and then Spence, too, and then I'll get to me. Uh, and then you got to work in. This, this is what Nick Miller does. 
you know, feeling a vibe and what is your secret sauce? Um, so Vic, what was your secret sauce in life? Uh, at moments in time, you know, was it family? Uh, was it the kids? Was it diet? Was it exercise? Was it athletics? Uh, I don't know. Was I would say a friends? combination of all those things. Um, spirituality, you know, having talks with God, prayer, um, as an athlete, like my ground base, I feel like everything I do, it's always been like being an athlete. Like I remember being four and my first set of friends being like boys and like, oh, they're doing this. I can do it too. Like just having that mindset, like that I can do anything. Um, and it, it kind of, this movie I can relate to a little bit because I remember in 2011 I had a red shirt due to an injury. And I felt at that time, my whole identity was, yep. I'm good at running track. Like, this is what I do. Like, this is me. Who so when I? I had to sit my ass down and just chill out and rehab, I was just like, what the fuck am I going to do? Like, oh, I guess I can work on my grades. But what, like, this is all, all I've done is run track. You've had one of those, those booby miles moments from Friday Night Lights? Yeah. Oh, dude, play football. That's like, what am I supposed to do about life? Like, that's all I know. So, <laughs> I I can relate to like the other parts in the movie, like where the the players lose their talent. It's like you lose part of your identity, and then I feel like I mean I should write Preach. a book on this. Like even after leaving college, um, and not doing anything like beyond like. I still have regrets of not trying to run pro track when I, you know, I, I just didn't have the right people um, yeah. to do that. But it's like you go through identity crisis because you're just like, okay, what, so what am I supposed to do now? Like, this is all I've ever been good at. And now it's taken away from me. And now I don't know what to do. What what else am I good at? So um, it's like you take on a different identity and you know, luckily for some people, they can go on beyond college athletics and can, you know, still continue their sport. But even those individuals who go on to the professional level and, you know, as something happens to them, they can't play. They're just like, okay, so what am I, what am I supposed to do? And then you see the onset of depression and the spiraling, all that sort of stuff. So to answer your question, when I'm going through a bad time or things that I've been through, it's like I I think back to a time, okay, how did I get through that situation? What was helpful? What, what were my supports? Who did I talk to? Who are my people? What, what are some things that I did? And I kind of gravitate back to some of those things. It's kind of like you had to get it, you know, your toolbox of, you know, stuff like, all right, that didn't work. Let's try something else, you know. Plug and chug, see what happens. Yeah. Yep. Just keep chugging along. Yep. 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 I assume you found an identity a after after running. Yeah. Eventually. <laughs> I mean, I I feel like we all have different different selves. Like I yes. consider myself a mother. I'm a therapist. Um, I'm a friend. Like daughter. We all have different parts of us that we consider as different identities. And for me, um. I felt like, like when I was married, like a lot of people were just like, oh, we're not going to invite her to that anymore because now she's a married woman. It's like, yeah. I still like to go out every once in a while. I still like to travel. I still like to do all these different things. Like I'm still, the, you know, that individual with my own needs and things like that. Um, 
but it's it's like a different mindset so it's it's tough um yeah it's like you gotta conform your identity a little bit or you know you change it modify it you gotta do what you gotta do yep you find it you just can't stop and you can't subject yourself to just one other person's identity you have to find your own Spence, what are you thinking about that thing, uh, the the secret? What's been the secret sauce? I brought this up because, for one, the clip. Mm-hmm. But then also, too, you brought up on, like, how to get motivated. You would watch certain clips. You know, I know, also know you like certain songs and music, right? Mm-hmm. So I wonder what's your certain sauce, because I'm still thinking of mine specifically. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's a tough one. I mean, honestly... I mean, obviously, like the people around me and stuff like that. Yep. Um, you know, going towards that, but really, kind of like comedy and stuff like that. That, that's, that's really, yeah, that's really kind of helped me, um, kind of flourish into who I am, and let me be myself. Um, and especially kind of, you know, seeing certain people, um, like you know, Dave Chappelle, Patrice O'Neill. Um, huge comedians are just hilarious and that also are like philosophy driven um, in a way are very um, and it just makes you see certain things in certain lights and so I think comedy and not just like not just in like a broad term but more in like the trying to be a lot more I don't know thought provoking in a way when it comes to like your comedy and things like that, that's been really kind of like me. I've been always trying to get to in my life. Um, now I'm doing it wrong. I say like, you know, stupid shit all the time, but yeah. you know, um, just trying to make sure that, um, what I say and how I say it and how it comes off has been like a very important thing for me. Um, so, I probably say like comedy and things like that. That's always been helpful. Like even through like really shitty times, I've always tried to look for things that make me laugh yep. um, to kind of get me out of that rut. Um, that that's would... one big thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, so obviously both of you said, right. You can easily talk about the people that you surround yourself with. So friends, family, yeah, loved ones, right. That that's a foundation for a lot of folks. It's going to be, you know, right. The spirituality, which Vic said, right. God, uh, uh Jesus. Jesus be raining upon thee. All right. Yes. I'm getting way out there now. Brothers and sisters, let's come together. <laughs> yeah. Donation time. Get your hats out. Right. <laughs> um, Don't be looking at me like that. I know you got a 20. I saw it. Yeah. I think I it. it. I seen it. Oh, yeah, come on out. These blessings. Yeah. Yeah. One getting blessings. to heaven, don't you? Blessings on you. <laughs> blessings on your child. Um, so I'm going to go back real quick. Uh, one of the clips that I watched for like uh, that interview I was I was doing, I rewatched the clip over and over and over. Remember I said to Frank, you know how strong I made you? Right. You're my yeah, fucking you kid. You really drew onto that one. Oh, man. I was watching that thing. And I was sobbing my eyes out before the interview. You know how strong I made you? No one messes with you. And I just kept playing it and playing it and playing it. Yeah. And then I went into that interview and legit killed it. And then right yeah. afterwards, I changed it. 
<laughs> went into straight panic mode where the oh monsters yeah i'm a worthless piece of shit that doesn't deserve to be loved they can't see how amazing i am it was intense um it was so many emotions uh but that was the scene that i played Immediately after, I was super excited, and then also a little anxious about some of the, the ways it ended off. Uh, so I immediately called Colin because I told him I was going to call him because I was just talking to the baby beforehand, mm-hmm. where she just watches me eat lunch. Yeah, like, talk? <laughs> she's like three months old. Why yeah, I just eat lunch, and she just kind of falls uh-huh. asleep to me. Like she's gonna, she's gonna love fat dudes when she gets older. I'm telling you, I don't care if they're friends or partners. It's just a weird thing to say, man. It's, I'm no, it's not weird. She's like, she's gonna it's date. Fucking weird. She's gonna, have, um, she's gonna like. I don't know what it is about these fat Hawaiian looking dudes, but Polynesian yeah. dudes. But she's like, they bring me comfort. You know what? I'm gonna move to Hawaii. Yeah, yeah. That's why Hawaii. Can't, can't stop me, Dad. Can't that's stop kinda, me. He's like, all a, right, I won't. Yeah, just can't. You know, I'm going where my people are. <laughs> like, girl, you're white as hell. <laughs> I know, fat Samoans. They are my people. Yeah, she's so she's so white, so white. They got ukuleles. That's my people. That's my people. Um, okay. Uh, so yeah, I immediately called him, called pops. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I was like, all right, let me calm down, be excited. Let me calm down. Let me re-strategize. Uh, then I sent homeboy an email, uh, you know, to clear up some things that we might have been confused. Right. And I was good, you know. It wasn't. I wasn't too much freaking out. In the prior years, uh, you know, usually I just need to think my way out. So I need silence. I need to be secluded. I kind of need to be away. If I start to get a little bit too wild and crazy with the thoughts, that's when I start to reach out to people. So my grounding force has always been the close ones. Uh, but it's it. Doesn't matter who it is. I'll text a few people real quick. Maybe I'll distract myself with some memes. Comedy is a big thing, like Spencer said. Mm-hmm. The secret sauce now, though, like they told me in the interview, I love your passion. I love your confidence. I said, yeah, I'm only I'm confident because my students, I do well by them. They're the ones that tell me I'm good. I'm confident because I love my job. They smiled. They, also, they said, you know, you're confident. Well, I might have threw something in there. I, I do my research. And so I said, yeah, I read y'all bios and some of your degrees. And so I was relating some of that. And the ladies, you know, I visualize things and play it over and over and over. And uh, so I kind of know what some of y'all going to say before you even say it. That was me kind of being sarcastic. Right. Mm-hmm. And one of the ladies goes, so what am I going to say, Nazir? And I said, you know, she gave me too much time. I said, you're going to say, Nas, when are you ready to sign up and be on the team? They all cracked yeah. up. That there was pretty go. confident. That yeah. was, I was like, yep, yeah, I might, I might have been a little over the line, but you know, everyone <laughs> laughed. Uh, it is what it is. Um, I believe in my work, my abilities. So now I don't have to so much rely on, you know, uh, what my loved ones say or what they instilled in me. It's there. The monster is it ready to come out and play at any time? Uh, so that's the secret sauce: is the years of people believing in me and love. It's a sauce. It's in there. It's in there right now, like my acid reflux. It's in there cooking. That's why I keep burping during this thing. Yeah. Double, double, doing and trouble. I say it's more like a erupting volcano. Just finally, yeah. just. Scalding lava just hitting your heart. 
Yeah, pretty much. Ah, <laughs> it's hot. <laughs> um, okay, so I don't even think we've really gotten into the scene yet into the to the water. Um, right. So when I'm working, I'm a therapist. Throw it back to Vic. Throw it back to you, uh, and then we'll get out of here. We've all pretty much talked about our our placebos, our water, our secret sauce, our juice. You've mm-hmm. got your therapist, which is MJ in this moment, and he's trying mm-hmm. to gas him up, like, "Hey, man, y'all are good." Like Vic said, "Y'all good. You already had it in you. Everything you've needed was already there." So I'll do this meditation, where you know I get people to close their eyes, listen to their normal breathing, their normal cadence, taking a few other things, um, do deep breath. Then I'll get them to visualize a few things. Easy things, peaceful things. And then while they're down in the visualization, in the trance, uh, I'll gas them up with a few things. You're strong, you're powerful, you're wonderful, you're intelligent, you're capable, you are loved. And then I'll have them stew in it. Then I'll have them do a deep breath, then blow out, then open their eyes. The exercise is done. So that's, that's what I thought of when he said, you've already got it. Everything you've ever needed is already there. In one specific meditation slash hypnosis thing I do, uh, that's one of the key things, foundations of what I say when they're down in the pit of it. Um, It's usually pretty good, long as I don't push on it too hard because that'll make people cry. So you got to kind of hit it and go. Um, That's what I thought about. So MJ's a really good therapist in there, even if you're the best fucking therapist in the world, like MJ, right there. Mm -hmm. The client still might not believe you. Mm-hmm. They still may degrade what you say or not internalize it or, or like, what's it called? Be defensive about it, right? Or maybe now they won't even trust you because you're, yeah, the, the, yeah, the plea contemplation. They're not ready for it. But also, they've been so traumatized. Also, you technically might be invalidating their feelings because they believe that they're a piece of crap. And so, if you tell them that they're quite wonderful. Now it's just another thing they've been invalidated about. And so you got to be careful on how you give these compliments or affirmations because now it's actually hurting them in some ways. And so first you have to check that and be like, yo, I'm going to say some shit. Don't get weird. Don't give me that, well, I'm terrible, and then thinking, no, no, no. So your, th- your thoughts and your feelings are a little screwed up, but we're going to talk about it. There's some facts about you. We can change those thoughts and feelings and get to the beliefs later on. Um, it's, t- it's tough work. Uh, so folks out there that are getting mental health treatment or on medication and you're doing all the good stuff and you're busting your fucking ass to stay healthy and set boundaries, it's a process. Mm-hmm. I remember working with some clients, uh, wonderful young women. I'm like, what the fuck did I do all this for? I'm like, what are you talking about? You're sober. And like your, your grades are going up and like you're doing well and you're setting boundaries with these other dingbats like you you're doing fucking good i'm so fucking bored she goes mm. i got nothing to do and i'm alone mm. well you're alone because all the other fucking people you hung out with were fucking addicts so 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 so, so, so you want to go hang out with addicts you want to go make some new friends but they're boring oh, okay but we need to think about what's your definition of boring because uh, you don't have to be under the influence to have fun they were so mm-hmm. fucking mad at me I told him, just keep sticking in there. We're going to get you to graduate. We got you. Just keep sticking in there. 
discontinued therapy. Uh, sad moment. They came back. Then they graduated. They discontinued therapy. Almost didn't graduate. Came back. Got on the right path. Did their fucking thing. Got the fuck out of school. I have a lot of clients that'll do that. That'll clean up their act. And then, you know, I remember I did one of those meditations I just talked about. And because they couldn't do the meditation, they cried. I was like, Jesus Christ, kid. Hmm. You don't have to take everything so offensive. You don't have to, you don't have to fucking hate yourself all the time. You don't have to turn every little, uh, I don't even know what they're called. We just call them little aliens. Yeah. I don't yeah. even know. I don't even think they have a name. No. Some of my clients will take every little alien that there is and boom, magnify it into a monster. Mm. We don't have to do this, girl. Um, and so you take your wins with your losses. Uh, I feel like most people focus on their losses. <laughs> I tend to block those out. <laughs> I got a hundred percent success rate. It's like ten percent. Yeah. I'm joking. It's it's much higher than that at the university <laughs> level. Um, I don't know. I just went in a whole rant because I was in in some stuff. Sometimes you can't. Well, we were talking about it in a in a group setting, the whole entire staff. And I said, sometimes you just want to shake a kid. One of them said, you just want to shake a kid. Like, listen up, you son of a gun. I said, for me, it's more like Homer when he's choking Bart. <laughs> <laughs> How did that go? Yeah, well, you know, I lost my license. Uh, <laughs> I'm not a therapist anymore, that's for sure. Um, yeah, I'm not. I'm only doing the podcast now, so I'm taking yep. donations and uh, got OnlyFans where I just have people look at my feet. Jesus uh, fucking yeah, Christ! Yeah, I might need to delete that. I'm sorry. Oh God, uh, I'm done. Yeah, I'm done. Uh, whoever wants to go. Now I'm gonna let you sit in that fucking stew. <laughs> oh, that was funny. Um, so I, I'm glad that you brought up the visualization. Um, I can personally relate to that as being a former athlete. Um, and I remember I had a teammate, Ashley. She was a long jumper. Um, and I remember her saying in the fall during conditioning, she was like, "I'm going to nationals." And I was like, "I'm looking at her like, what is she talking about?" And she was like, I'm going to nationals this year for outdoor. And I'm like, okay. And it, it, it was like the little seed she planted. And I was just like, yeah. I said, I'm going with you. And sure enough, in 2010, I went in the 400. I, I ran shitty in Oregon, but I got there. That's all that matters. So I finished 23rd um, that year in the country. But, um, you know, having people around you that are positive, mind-like, um, like, I'll, I'll never forget that. That's, like, one of my biggest stories that, you know, I was just like, man, like, I started with my teammate being positive and her saying this positive affirmation. And then I made up in my mind, like, I need to stop being an asshole. My coach, you know, he's in my ass because he sees my potential to be great. Facts. So why not change how I think and let this person help me get to where I need to be at? As that can kind of relate to, you know, your therapist helping you get to where you need to be in life or where you're trying to go. Um, yep. So sometimes like just having that visualization or seeing yourself achieve something that you want to do or, you know, accomplish. That's like monumental. Like most of the things that we want to accomplish or achieve in life is like 80% mental and 20% physical. Like just 
action behind what we're thinking or planning. Don't give so, up. Exactly. Never give up. Um, and I can attest to, to, you know, that mentality, like a lot of things that I've been through in life, it's like, man, I could have easily folded and been like, fuck it. I'm just going to let whatever happen, what happens happens, but that's not who I am. And, you know, sometimes like trying to determine or figure out what your core values are, who you are as a person. Sometimes those things change over time, but, um, just know who you are in yourself and your identity. Like that's very important. Like whether you, you know, like Nazis mentioned, like you have your go-to people that you're close with that you just need quick support from, or, you know, comedy or music or, um, anything that like helps keep you grounded. Those things are important. Like those are things you need to, to use in your time of need. Yep. Yep. Sometimes all you need is that little seed, man. You need to just believe in it, plant that fucker and, and just watch it grow. Yep. But you got to keep watering it. You can't just leave it out there in the desert. Now you got to keep watering. It. And so sometimes I forget to say that is that like, I'm not, I'm just one of the beginning foundations of people on their journey of, of, of living a good life. And so sometimes, you know, I, I used to not think about that and people aren't ready. Uh, recently I used to, I probably would have took this hard back in the day. I had a human that I'm like, Hey, we need to do meds now. At first intake, we need to do meds now. This is not a therapy thing. This is, this is a now thing. What you're, mm -hmm. what you're feeling and seeing is intense. This, this, these nightmares and night terrors are intense. I cannot therapize your subconscious long enough. Uh, we need meds now. I told him you go to the doctor though, and you don't want to do it. Fuck it. You don't want to do it. You feel you get the prescription. You don't want to fill it completely cool with it. I got your back either way. It's just going to be a little harder. They went and met the doc. Sent me an email a couple hours later. He said, hey, I don't want to do it. I just want to talk to you for a minute. I said, I got your back. Let's do it. Semester from now, they're going to do the meds. That's what happens every single time. I know the limitations of me in therapy. I cannot correct this thing that's happening in the nightmares. I can't. Right. I'm good. I can't fix that. That's some other stuff. I can maybe help some things, but and back in the day, I get mad or sad. I think the doctor was shocked and he was like, no, it's fine. I'm like, okay. He's like, I'm going to terminate them from the list. I said, don't fucking terminate them. Like, let me meet with them a couple more times. Keep them on the roster. So like, you sure? I'm like, give me a shot, bro. Mm. It is what it is. Sometimes it's just the seeds of the foundation. I've done it with people around the autism diagnosis around them working on their sexuality and being gay or being ace. I remember one boy said, oh, I hated you. It's like, oh, you know, mm, fuck you too. Nice, thanks. <laughs> Piece of shit. <laughs> Why are you in my office? Uh, I'm here to pay back that $200 that I owe you from your bill. Oh, yeah, that's right, you son of a bitch. Give me my money. Uh, I'm, mm. I'm joking. We don't get paid money in college, so. Um, we uh, have a salary here. Yeah, we get a salary. Yeah. <laughs> Poor bastards. Um <laughs> I remember he said that, and he, but he needed someone to like be like, bro. I remember breaking this down to. What do you think? This this person looks like in your mind, this other identity, this other sexuality. What is it? And it was pretty derogatory what they said because they did not match that. And so there was a lot of working on who they are to finally be comfortable. Mm -hmm. As I told my boys in Greek left the other day, uh, I want to talk to a fraternity. I don't give a fuck what your identity is. I'm going to make sure that you're the best version of yourself. Not letting anything get involved, no politics, no no religion, none of it. My family, I'm making sure I got you back. We're going to make you strong. 
So no one fuck with you. One of my students today, I said, let's say I get a new job. So I'm going to put in your file a few things, right, to make sure you get the right therapist because I don't want no one fucking with you because they're going to diagnose you with some crazy stuff and I know, and we're, and we're on the same pattern that you're neurodivergent. So just so they don't put you on some weird stuff, I'm going to put this in the file. You said, you cool with that? I said, yeah. They said, why are you doing this? Because I don't want no one to fuck with you. Because mm-hmm. I know how people are going to treat you because you're a woman and they're going to sexistly label you with borderline personality disorder. I know it. Mm-hmm. I'm not cool with that. Uh, so we're taking this Space Jam thing in a bunch of different sections as we do. Right. You know, that's what we do in the pod. We talk about therapy. We share stories. Uh, it's a cultural thing. Uh, uh, diagnosis. The Monstar little dudes or the Looney Tunes, they're all fucking anxious and depressed as shit. They're all scrapping for to get a win. Some of them are trying to avoid enslavement. There's a bunch of different yeah. mental health concerns that are happening based on winning or losing. Treatment for all these knuckleheads. Technically, this entire clip was just a metaphor. So it's really not a diagnosis that me and Spence normally do uh, for this type of scene. Um, treatment would be whatever you got to do. What's your secret sauce? Do you need a therapist like MJ? Do you need a bunch of friends that are your fucking Looney Tunes and what my dad would call the goon squad? Um, he would say that every time he went back to our house. He would call our house the house of goons because my mom, my brother, and my sister, he's like, you bunch of fucking idiots. I'm like, you married her and then impregnated her. Like, they, like, aren't you a, a goon as well? I don't, okay, I don't, whatever. <laughs> uh, do what you need to do. Surround yourself with a bunch of stuff. Do the coping skills that Spence said, what Vicky said, what I said. Find out what fits you. Progress through life. Plant the seeds of a greater tomorrow. When in doubt, watch whatever your neurodivergent heart wants that fills it up with love and joy and kindness because the world yes. is fucking terrifying. And it's, what do they say in Game of Thrones? The world is dark and fear of terrors or fill of horrors. Well, the night is dark. I don't know, some shit like that. It's dark and full of terrors. I don't know. Sounds scary. Um, I'm done. My acid <laughs> reflux is kicking my ass. I got a burrito. No. We're getting ready to shoot out of me. Oh, thanks for that visual. Yeah. Um, <laughs> everyone on the pod, thanks you. Um, lessons, lessons. Uh, yes, thank you everybody for watching. Um, we just did Space Jam 1996. 96, I was two years old. 96, yes, yeah, 96. All right, covered a lot of topics today, did a lot of stuff out of three scenes. Technically yeah. two, but yeah, they won't know that. Um, so, uh, everybody, check out our merch. Please like and subscribe down below. Look at that. Yeah, you're not wearing it. No. Good job. Sponsored by the Ooh, Lions. To the Lions. <laughs> I got my kids coming in the mail, people. Jeez. Sure it is. Um, thank you, everybody. Uh, thank you, Vicky, for joining us today. Always appreciate you coming on. Yes, Listen. namaste, Asian people. Um, <laughs> all right. I'm Spencer. That's nice. This is the Different Spectrums podcast. See you later. Much love. Peace. Bless. Bless.